Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Today's guest, Nicole Slater, is a business coach. But she's not that typical business coach that we might have kind of pinned in her mind. Nicole is helping other conscious coaches and lightworkers find clarity and alignment in their business so that they can start making money and an impact. Nicole really breaks it down and tells us that the key to having a successful business has a whole lot less to do with numbers and analytics and a whole lot more to do with mindset, meditation, and learning to find your power. Hello, Nicole. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be I know. here. I know. I'm excited. I always love chatting with you. So to get to do it in a little bit of a different setting, I was very, I was looking forward to this. Yes, me too. Why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners who the heck you are? Yeah, of course. So I, my name is Nicole Slater and I um, am a vegan mama to three And our family lives in Northern California right now. And I am a business coach who kind of fell into this way of work, um, but totally loving it now, totally feeling aligned. I help other um, wellness coaches and light workers, you know, people who do light work, Reiki work, um, health coaching, fitness coaching, you know, anybody that's kind of just wanting to help others heal or, you know, wanting to make the planet a better place. So working with those types of amazing people uh, to get super aligned and clear in their business so that they can not only make money doing what they love, but make an impact. And who doesn't want that? Like who doesn't, who isn't drawn to making money, but doing it because you actually enjoy doing it and making an impact while doing it. Right, right. Great things. How did we were talking actually before we even got started? Like, what area, Nicole, do you want to talk about? Where, how do you want to go down the path? And let's just kind of start at the beginning. How did that process of getting to being a coach to coaches actually come about? Yeah, so I love my story. Um, I was super sick in my 20s. So like my mid to late 20s, I started to get really sick and doctors couldn't help me. They didn't really know what was going on. I had some type of like autoimmune thing going on, but nobody could help me. And so I went on this path um, to heal myself on my own. And I came into basically the vegan lifestyle, which healed me almost, you know, 100% along with other, you know, it's a lifestyle. So it wasn't just changing my diet, but it was a, it was a group of things, but to make a long story short, I healed myself and I became super passionate about it because I was like, Oh my gosh, I know I'm not the only one. I know there's so many other people out there that are 
struggling with their health and they're not getting any help from doctors, you know, they're, they're frustrated, they can barely function. And so I, I really wanted to help others heal. And so I ended up going back to school for nutrition. I went to Institute for Integrative Nutrition and um, went through that program and then came out, you know, with the intention of being a health coach and to help other moms and families, you know, uh, fight fatigue and um, feel better and fight, you know, chronic illness. That's like a mystery. Nobody can really figure it out. And also, you know, I, in this period of time after I healed, I became a mom. So my passion really lied with helping families like eat healthier and implement, you know, uh, better meals for their kids and getting picky kids to eat better, that type of thing. And so I was doing that for actually about a year and a half. And, um, after a while, it started to just not feel aligned anymore. There was something there. There was like this annoying kind of like itch. I couldn't quite scratch. Like it was just always there, this, this like underlying feeling. Um, and it, I couldn't really pinpoint it. And then last fall, uh, I went to Andy Lee's Pace Be Brave where we, we hooked up, we met. And, um, at the very last day I had this kind of epiphany that I wanted to work in the, in the more like spiritual kind of what they call the woo-woo realm. Uh, and I wanted to be in, I wanted to do business coaching. Like I was looking at these business coaches and kind of awe and being like, I want to do that. But I didn't feel equipped. Like I felt I totally had imposter syndrome. I just didn't feel like, I guess I was ready for that. And so I ended up feeling really aligned with wanting to help other parents, um, really parent consciously so that they weren't passing down you know, emotional hurts and emotional baggage down to their children. Because for me, starting a business made me super hyper aware of like all of my emotional baggage and how I was taking it out on my kids and my family. And like, I realized that I had a lot of emotional hurts from my childhood that were playing out every day in my life. And it was affecting not just my family, but my business. And so it was the journey of becoming an entrepreneur of wanting to start my own business that made me have to, you know, go into my shadows, pull them out, shine light onto them, um, process them and release them. And, you know, a lot of them were from when I was very young, like five, six. And so I went into that realm for a while, like wanting to help other moms release their traumatic experiences from childhood. But after a few months of doing that, I kind of just it wasn't quite right still. I was working with a coach and she was helping me and there just wasn't like momentum happening. And so after my coaching ended with her, I was like, I really want to do business coaching and I feel ready. Like I felt, and it just felt aligned and everything fell into place. And so a few months later, here I am, I'm doing business coaching. I love it. I feel just so tapped in, so aligned and, um, super joyful and just really excited about the whole process and love my journey and how it's kind of evolved and brought me, brought me to here and this point. One of the pieces that I love so much about you is that in kind of seeing you transform from all of the, the three of the kind of areas that you were going to go into is that you very much are so in tuned with your body and able to say, you know what, like this is off. And most people are like, oh, this is off, but like, this is the plan and I'm going to power through and forge through. 
but you always take that cue and you're very insightful about it and you don't let fear stand in your way. And even when all of the coaches tell us repeatedly, like, get a niche and stay with your niche and stick right where you're at. Like, don't move so much. And I know that there's value to that. But you knew deep down that each one of those avenues just weren't quite right. Yeah. And the thing is, even though there were periods where I was trying to power through, you know, when I was doing the health coaching for families and for moms, um, I was powering through for a while, for months and months. And, and, but why the thing was, is I wasn't seeing any momentum. Like it wasn't going anywhere. wasn't making any money. Like it was just kind of this weird thing where I was like doing the work and all these things, but nothing was happening. So I knew that something just wasn't right. And it really just took the shift into believing in myself and knowing that I could do business coaching. And some people laugh. They're like, why, what was it about business coaching? And to me, I used to just look at business coaches, like this sparkly, you know, God or goddess who was so knowledgeable in business and coming from a background where I despised business class in college. Like I dropped out. I was like totally failing the class. I dropped out, um, to now where I'm just so into it and all of I'm into all this strategy and the marketing, but then mostly like the mindset aspect of, of creating a business and what we have to get through. That's what really gets me going. But yeah, I, I'm home now. Like I have no plans of switching anything up or any of that sort. Cause I feel like I finally came into like my own power and my own like ability to, to help others. How do you, is this just something, Nicole, that you're naturally always been really good at saying, this is my intuition, I'm going to trust and believe in myself? Or if not, how did you get to the place where you can really say, I'm going to stand up, I'm going to believe in what I have, and I'm going to move forward with it? I would say that I've always been very intuitive, um, even growing up as a child, but I didn't listen to it. So I always could feel when things were right or wrong, but I would ignore, I would ignore the signs, ignore the intuition and the gut feelings. And I would plow through or keep doing whatever my mind was telling me to do. And of course that always just kind of leads us down the road to pain and hurt, which is all of life's lessons, right? We have to kind of take our own path and figure out you know, uh, we have to figure those things out for ourselves. People can tell you all day long to like, listen to yourself and your intuition, but until you really start to experience the consequences of when you don't that, you know, how would you, how do you know, there's no contrast there to compare it to. So I always felt it, but I never listened. And it's really just been the last couple of years when I got into the online business space and, and having to up level because, um, you know, it takes a lot of discomfort to, to start a business unless, unless it's something I guess you've always done. But for me, like I said, I came from a mindset of, you know, biz- I hated business and sales and all of those things. So I really had to overcome some mindset things that were limiting me and then um, really listen, learn to listen to myself and my intuition. And ever since I've done that, you know, the whole, everything's opening up to me. So yeah, there, that's very habit. <laughs> How much does mindset 
how much of being a business owner or a business coach or running anything for yourself, how much of that is actually mindset and how much of that is actually business knowledge work? I, you, you can hear different things. Some people will say it's more strategy. Some people will say mindset, but I think most super successful people in the business world will tell you that it's mindset. It's mostly mindset. I would say like 90% mindset, right? I mean, because you can have all the tools and the strategy, but if you have super limiting beliefs or you energetically can't get on board with sales or, you know, um, have self-worth issues, it's not going to go anywhere. You're going to hit glass ceilings. I agree a hundred percent. I think that mindset in no matter what area of our life, whether it's in growing a business or your health journey or financial journey or your relationships, I think that mindset ultimately I think is the foundation for everything. I, yeah, I, I totally agree. And it's so funny because you hear, you hear people in the business world say you can't really lead with mindset because people aren't looking for mindset help. And, you know, I'm one of those people that's like, I am, I'm, I'm totally looking for mindset work because I realize that even though I'm growing, I mean, we're always growing, but it's not like I'm going to up level one day and be done. I'm constantly looking to grow and get more in tune with myself and really be connected to source more and more. So it's like, I'm, I want people who can help me tap in more, you know? I feel that in the last even probably year from when I've really kind of started diving into this stuff, that mindset work actually is the shift very thankfully that we're going in. I think a lot more people are searching that out. Um, And I agree. Like I've always been told too, like you lead with like the glitzy what's going to sail and what's going to reel people in. And yeah, that's probably true for some, but I think that so many people now are, are hearing about mindset and understanding the importance of that, that, that now that is becoming to draw people in as well. Yeah, I agree. I, it's definitely the way of the future. It has to be. I, I think so. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm just like close minded of the situation, but I, I fully believe it is. Yeah. And I've seen it and it works. Like I've seen both sides of it. I know what it's like when I went after a goal without having my mindset in place and now working on it, like you said, you're never done. Like I just continue to level myself up, but I can see very drastically a difference in every area of my life now that I'm adding that foundation in. Absolutely. I agree. How do you implement that in the coaching that you do? I'm interested. I always want to know how do people improve their mindset? What tools do you utilize? Yeah. So it's a a multitude of things, you know, and everybody's different. And I think that obviously like anything, you can't do like one size fits all. So, but the biggest thing for me with clients or, you know, group coaching, um, which is I have coming up is meditation. You know, the first aspect of coaching is looking at mindset and giving them tools to kind of go deeper. So one exercise that I really love, and I actually learned from somebody, um, her name's Jess Lively and she has a podcast. I was driving home, um, from Oregon last fall and I started, I was listening to her podcast. I've listened to it off and on for a while. And she was talking about, 
using the tool to really connect with your inner source so that you can get answers from yourself about any questions you have in life, whether it's what color should I paint the bathroom or should I stay with this person, you know, that I've been married to for seven years, whatever the case is and however intense or light it might be going into this kind of meditative state and, and asking your inner source for guidance and then listening, actually listening and not listening to the mind, which likes to, you know, commonly rattle or talk a lot, but listening to that heart or gut feeling and waiting for those answers to come up. And so that is a tool that I love to offer to people because it's been life-changing for me. It's really how I was able to tap more into my intuition and follow it. And also for days when I'm dealing with maybe some anxiety or struggling with the kids or whatever it is, I can step away for a moment, tap into this. And, you know, life is always way more fun than we tend to make it out to. I think as humans, we tend to be kind of serious creatures. And so tapping into ourselves and asking some serious questions like, is it really a big deal today if, you know, say I let the kids watch a show instead of us going to the park? And even a question like that, asking myself, it's, it's always, you always get an answer that's very light and kind of like, no, of course not, you know? And so you're constantly reminded that all is okay um, to be still, to be present and to really enjoy every aspect of the present and our life. So kind of going off on a tangent there, but that's a tool that I think is so powerful for everybody to use, no matter what you're what you're doing in your life and it's one of the first tools that I teach my clients as soon as you said that it's so interesting how that works when you just said you know asking myself is it okay can my kids watch a show or not even you saying it I don't have kids it doesn't apply to me at all but as soon as you said it in the way that you said it honestly my shoulders dropped just a little bit and like I just exhaled and I felt more comfortable by just thinking of the approach of saying like, does it really matter today if this one thing doesn't go as planned? Exactly. You know, we tend to get so in this day and age, you know, there's always guilt and like stress and we should be doing this. Maybe it's like, we should be doing this in our business or we should be doing that. And we end up getting too busy. Right. And really we just need to take, go inward, take some deep breaths and, ask like is this really important in the scheme of things like is it really a big deal if I miss my live video today Meh. you know it's it's not the end of the world so how then do you so now I'm going to ask you to take it so whether it's your business or whatever goal you're going to how do you make sure that we're getting to a place where we're listening and honoring that and slowing down but not being complacent not allowing to say like okay, but you know, like I didn't do my live yesterday and it didn't matter. Do I have to do it today? Do I have to do it tomorrow? Where do you find that balancing piece? Cause you have to eventually do something. Of course. Yeah. You can't just lie around like a slug and mm-hmm. press like, Oh my, my inner source is telling me I don't need to do any of that. My, you know, I find, and just lively will I've listened. She has um, examples on her podcast of kind of the same, scenarios where she's talking she's teaching other women how to to do this right and you'll you'll find kind of a common thread with most people's 
um, inner source or intuition, guidance, whatever, whatever you want to call it, it can be kind of almost dry and sarcastic sometimes. And you get a lot of one word answers, but uh, like sometimes I'll ask, for example, I kind of don't feel like doing the slide or whatever. I don't know. Should I do it? And it's like, do what you want. That's the answer you'll get back. <laughs> do what you want. Well, that obviously is sometimes you, I get frustrated. I'm like, I want more clear. I want more clear answers. But if you sit and sit with it for a moment, you kind of know what you need to do, do and not do. Um, and for me, I'm always so, I'm so energetically aligned with what I'm doing that I'm excited to do those, you know, to do the lives and to get on and do the business aspect and coach and stuff. So I feel like if you're aligned in your life, you don't really necessarily struggle with um, not wanting to do something for very long. You may need to take a break, but if you need to take that break and then the next day, just get back up and, and keep going. Yeah. I, and I think that that's probably the most clear answer, actually, like the wishy-washy one of like, do whatever you want. Like, it doesn't really get more clear than that. Right. Yeah. As great as that is, like, that's actually the most definitive answer you could get. One of those really frustrating ones, but like, mm, yeah. Okay. And, and the, yeah, the funny thing is you're like, yeah, I know. Thanks. Thanks inner source for telling me something I already knew, but oftentimes we don't listen. You know, we're listening to our brain. That's like, Oh my gosh, if you don't get on and do this live video today, like you, everybody's going to miss you and, and you're going to plummet. Nobody's going to buy. Like, you know, our brain just gets, our mind gets too active and, and wants to create drama and our inner source is just kind of like, do whatever you want. Like, it's not a big deal. Do it or don't do it, but don't sit here and, you know, stress over it and make yourself sick. The first time I did a practice like that, where you're just kind of quieting the mind and just asking yourself a question and immediately an answer pops in. It's, I go back and forth of like, am I just making this up because this is like the answer that I want or not? Like, how do you trust that? Because then I start to, yeah, then I probably should just listen to the first answer, right? And like, stop listening to the chatter after. Cause then my mind is in a zillion places. Like, do I trust it? Cause I just want it. Did I answer that? Did I make this up? Should I, shouldn't I like just listen probably first. (laughs) Yeah. I think this comes up. It still happens with me sometimes. And, um, but there is a, a feeling that comes along with an answer that's true. And a lot of times when we're getting answers from our intuition and our source, it's, they're very short one word answers. So if you're getting a, a long wordy answer, it's most likely the, the mind that's Mm. answering it. Um, and yes, if you ask a question and you have an immediate response that comes up, you can kind of feel the difference. I mean, it it takes practice though. You have to practice and, um, a lot of times an answer will come up and then, yeah, the brain will want to just like the mind will want to, you know, start chiming in. And it's just kind of when that happens to me, I just stop it takes some deep breaths and kind of recenter and then I'll ask it again and I'll practice that until I feel the answer as opposed to, you know, no, knowing that it's a mind answer, if that makes sense. A hundred percent. Yeah. It yeah. just, I think it does take practice. So even just like meditation, you know, meditation is another 
huge tool that everybody needs to do. And that's part of what I um, implement in my coaching as well. And you don't really realize the positive effects of it until you start doing it. And, but it takes practice. You know, you can't expect if you've never um, done any type of meditation to sit down and do a 30 minute meditation uh, very easily. I mean, maybe there's some people that can, but um, most people will have to work up to it or use guided meditations and uh, to get, to get into it. I think the magnitude then also of, not thinking of that as a one-stop shop, not thinking of, oh, I did my free 10-day trial on Headspace of my meditations. Now I'm good. Yeah. It's a practice. (laughs) Not only do you have to practice it to improve, but it's a daily or regular practice if you actually want the benefit that it can give to you. Exactly. I mean, it's the same with any practice working out. I mean, you know this, it's Mm -hmm. like some days it takes more, um, convincing and effort to, to work out. And, but once you do, you feel amazing. It helps your entire day. It's like a ripple effect. Your energy is better. Your mind works better. You feel better, all of those things. And so meditation's just the same. And sometimes I fall out of it like a week will go by and I'll be like, Oh, I haven't meditated. Well, that makes sense why I'm dealing with X, Y, Z, or I'm feeling maybe um, discontent or something. And, uh, meditation always just brings me back in same. And it's the same with exercise. You know, if I don't exercise for a week, I can feel it. So it's an ongoing practice that we need to, I think, start teaching at a young age and just make it this habitual thing where it's just something you do. Like you get up and you brush your teeth and you meditate. Like, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that meditation looks very different and maybe this is just my view on it. I mean, you might have a totally opposite view, but, um, I think sometimes people get very bogged down by, okay, now I need to sit still and I need to sit here for my 60 minutes in silence and only meditate and do it perfect. Sometimes my meditation is me being at the gym, totally removed from anything else, except thinking about my muscles that are working and, what my body's doing and just totally disconnecting my mind. Or maybe it's going outside and taking a walk outside or whatever that is. It, it doesn't have to be a one size piece or a one picture of what meditation is. Absolutely. I totally agree. Uh, when I was younger and I heard about meditation, I always just envisioned, you know, a, a guy sitting there, from India, cross-legged like on a pillow <laughs> and totally yeah and um it's not that I mean you can you there's meditation and yoga I mean that's why so many people love that because you're focusing a hundred percent on what you're doing in your body uh a lot of times I'll I'll meditate twice a day and a lot of times in the morning it is the more traditional you know sit down on the ground and and do it but for me because I'm a mom Um, a lot of times meditations are like five minutes. So I'll do five minutes in the morning. And then at night after I go to bed, I just do it in bed, laying down and I will meditate to sleep most of the time, most nights. And, um, it also can be, you know, I remember hearing this in Eckhart Tolle and I think, I think it was the power of now his first book. You can practice it while you're washing the dishes or doing other seemingly mundane chores you know folding the laundry or doing the dishes 
and to really be a hundred percent present and to focus on what you're doing and the textures and the smells and all of those things, that's also a form of meditation. And my leading question before I got off on this tangent was actually going to be, so as a mom of three, you homeschool your two boys, you are a business coach, you do a multitude of things. How do you fit in meditation into your life? And you answered that. And then for everyone else listening, that kind of debunks the excuse of, but I don't have time for that. Exactly. Um, You can take, and I, my kids are those, a lot of parents will say, uh, you need to get a morning routine, which I also have, but you need to do a morning routine and you should do it before the kids wake up. So wake up early and do your meditation then and do your journaling then. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that doesn't be, that's not my situation. My children, the minute I'm up, whether we're sleeping in the same bed or they're up in their own bed, like the minute I'm awake, they somehow know they're like, <laughs> they have a beacon on you. Of, yeah, totally. It's the years of co-sleeping or I, I'm just not sure. Like I'll try to get up every once so and be like, Ooh, I've got, you know, I'll, I'll pour a drink and I'll sit here and quiet. And 30 seconds later, they come stumbling out. It doesn't matter if I wake up early, earlier than their normal, you know, rise time, they'll get up early anyway. So for me, (laughs) for years, I was like, I can't do that. I can't wake up early. And so I had this excuse, like, my kids don't let me. And finally, I just said, well, screw this. I'm just going to do it with my kids running around me in total chaos and plopping down on top of me or, you know, and I, so I get up in the morning and I just do a few minutes. I do as much as they let me or, you know, or I want to. And then, um, at night, you know, I do it after they fall asleep, but also every mom, well, every person, not just mom, but you know, we have dishes to do multiple times a day. Everybody has laundry to fold. Everybody has these chores that they do every day that can be really mundane. Maybe it's sitting in traffic even, you know, and, just doing a short meditation then. So yeah, there's no, there's no excuses. There's opportunities all day, every day to, to bring meditation into your life. And what a more applicable time and most appropriate time actually to be able to say, I don't know many people's lives that allows them to sit down and have that 15, 30, 45, whatever minutes of uninterrupted meditation time, but how appropriate to be able to sit in the living room on the floor well, it's mass chaos around you and you can still do it. <laughs> That's probably when we should be meditating and being willing to tap into that the most. Yes. I think. It's uh, so like helpful. That's, <laughs> that's a better use of our time. Yes, definitely. I mean, I it helps me so much in all the tasks that I have to do. And also doing it multiple times a day, even if it's for short 30 seconds, even, you know, while you're doing the dishes taps you in. So you are throughout the day kind of tap, you know, checking back in and tapping back in and getting connected throughout the day, which overall is, is massive, right? I mean, it just, it changes your whole life. It just makes you be present in the moment that you should be present in and not lost in the chatter that's going on in your brain. Yeah, definitely which I'm assuming trickles down then, of course, into every other aspect of your life. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you take a few minutes to be present instead of telling yourself crummy things or going down this road of drama in your mind about 
you know, I don't know. They, so and so and they, were dishes. Yep. Yeah, they were going to do the dishes and I'm stuck here doing the dishes again. Then you get, before you know it, you're angry. Whereas if you just took a moment and took it as an opportunity to be a hundred percent present and do a little meditation, then it's, you know, so different. It affects our mood so drastically different. What are totally switching gears, kind of, not really actually, but what are your, what's your number one tip to somebody that's saying, okay, I'm interested in starting a business. Now what? I would say, you know, a lot of times people who are starting a business maybe aren't tapped into the fact that they should be doing some mindset work, you know, um, getting into meditation, doing the journaling, things like that. So the thing that helped or changed things the most was investing in some type of coaching, whether it's a group coaching or one-on-one coaching, it really just drastically changes everything. You get guidance and uh, you have connection with somebody else. You know, you always hear to spend time with the people that you want to be like the most, you know, surround yourself with people who are positive and uplifting and coaches do that for you. I mean, they're not just there to teach you, but it's, it's a connection with somebody who is a step ahead of you and who is already successful, you know, in their business and can help you along the way. So I waited too long, I think, to invest in that. Uh, and if I went back, I would just immediately, you know, if I went back in time, not that I would change my story at all, but if it was a, uh, parallel universe I would (laughs) invest I would invest in somebody uh, right off the bat instead of kind of oh I can figure it out myself because I think I'm especially like a perpetual do-it-yourselfer when it comes to like well a lot of things right oh I can I don't need to go buy that bench I can make it myself Mm -hmm. type of thing and so Mm -hmm. I was had that same mindset in business and I couldn't do it myself I needed guidance I need a guidance with strategy and I also need a guidance with um, mindset. There's also a piece I feel with coaching too, that makes you just forcefully level up and hold yourself accountable. You're automatically showing yourself that you have value if you're going to invest in a coach, which is ultimately investing in yourself. So it's like, Oh shit. Like I kind of got to do what I've been saying I'm going to do because I paid money for this. Yeah, exactly. I think that, and, and of course we're both coaches and it's like, we're, I'm not just saying this because I'm a coach. Like it, it was a personal experience of me uh, delaying my business in not choosing to invest in somebody and having that mindset of like, I can do it all on my own. And as a society in general, I think from a young age, we're taught to learn how to do everything on our own and to be very, individualistic like and not depend on other people and so when a lot of people start off they're like oh I'm just I don't need any help I got this I'm going to take I'm going to handle it all on my own and really um, that's not how we're designed to function anyway and having you know taking the investment into ourselves for one yes tells you that you are worthy and that you believe in yourself which that mindset switch all together is like huge, right? You just invested a chunk of money into, to coaching. So yes, you're going to follow through. And also, um, 
just getting that support and connection in your business so that you're not alone is so important. Well, and it's when we're kids or when we're young up probably until we graduate college or high school or whatever education you have at that whole time, we're expected to have a coach, to have a teacher, to your parents model this, you blah, blah, blah. But suddenly you get to 18 or 25 or whatever age it is. And it's like, boom, now you're an adult sink or swim. You're on your own. Like you're never going to, you're you're done learning. You have all life figured out. There you go. Yeah, exactly. It's like this priming to, we're going to, we're going to teach you all of this, whether you want to learn it or not. Uh, Yeah. Don't get me in the whole public system. (laughs) But it's like, here, we're going to, force you to do all this and you have to follow what we're saying and then yeah once you get out on your own you're like oh well now what you know um I've been told what to do my entire life basically and kind of been programmed to believe I need to be doing you know uh be independent I guess is like you know good explanation I need to be very independent at least I grew up that way Mm -hmm. so yeah uh, yeah no, I, I completely agree too. And that, again, not just coming from a place of like, I get coaching, but like I've invested in a coach too. And I see the impact of what that has with it. And I see the impact of what that has without it. Yes. So I agree. Where can people find you? What, tell us, first of all, what kind of what's going on with your coaching? Where can they find you? Yeah. So. You can find me on Instagram at Nicole Slater Biz, B-I-Z. And my uh, website is is the same, um, NicoleSlaterBiz.com. And I'm super excited to share that I just released my first group mastermind in business coaching. So I know it's like my, I'm more excited about it than any other, you know, mastermind I created. And uh, it's, going to be so powerful for those ladies that I've been manifesting because I really am intentional on who I'm wanting to attract and um, I've kept it really intimate. So it's called the uh, Business Ascension Mastermind and I really just wanted it to be a nice mix of mindset and strategy and it's mostly for women who are kind of in the beginning stages of their business or maybe they've been in business for a while and aren't getting much momentum or they're really overwhelmed and confused on what step to take next. So getting them aligned and uh, getting them, like I said, helping them get super clear so that they can actually start making impact while making money. That sounds incredible. That sounds absolutely amazing. And I'll have all her information in the show notes. So if you're thinking like, how do I spell anything? Where do I go? It will all be in there for sure. And her, your, I won't say her, your Instagram page is always been beautiful. It is curated. And I know you don't think that it is, but whether you do or don't, (laughs) it's so gorgeous. And it's this really great mix of you and your kids and vegan food and working out and your pet. It just, it's all encompassing of who you are as a person. And I think that really draws people to you to see how many dimensions of Nicole there is. There's not just business coach robot this is what you do it's this whole life yeah I always I always strive to be really authentic because as a mom to you know going and seeing other feeds that 
maybe are only showing the best of the best of their, their life real. I really try to keep it real with my kids. And I did a live the other day and both my kids jumped on the live and they were, (laughs) I was doing like a five tips. It wasn't just like a jump on and talk about the subject. Like I was actually, it was more of a structured live, I guess you'd call it, but they decided that it wasn't going to be. And (laughs) at one point, my youngest one was throwing a ball at my head and like (laughs) trying to concentrate. (laughs) And I've hit a point. Yeah. It's like, it's chaos with them. And coming from a, a parent who is home with the kids all the time and is running a business and is, you know, um, juggling all those balls. I've just kind of let any, this, my life, my life is chaotic and it's fine, Mm -hmm. you know, and I want to, I want to share that. So, yeah. Well, I I appreciate it. And I know that other people do as well. (laughs) Thank you. Every episode gets to be wrapped up with some usually not so rapid fire questions, but some questions (laughs) that we'll go through. So don't feel pressure to answer them shortly and concisely if you don't need or want to. But what is, what is the best advice that anyone has ever given you? To meditate. Uh, Yeah. I would say, see, that might not be short and sweet, but it totally was. And obviously we talked about it for the majority of this episode. So clearly yeah, it was a, a friend actually who has a successful business. And I I was meditating like, you know, twice a month or something. I totally fallen away from it, even though I knew the benefit anyway. And she was like, you need to meditate. You need to meditate. She'd tell me every time you see me. Or she'd see me. <laughs> Just to let you know. Subtle hint there. Yeah. <laughs> what is one thing about you that nobody would ever guess? Ooh. I was like really, really shy, like extremely shy as a kid. Really? Mm -hmm. Super shy, mumbled everywhere. Like nobody can understand me. And I literally would hide behind my mom. Yeah, that is. I would never guess that one. What is your super weapon? Patience. Although I tend to be hard on myself and sometimes think I'm not as patient as I need to be. But just this morning I was thinking. I'm doing like so much stuff and I don't give myself the release or like the, I just don't pat myself on the back as much. And I was thinking I'm patient. Mm-hmm. That's a good, that's a juicy one. What does being fierce mean to you? Oh, showing up, just showing up and being authentic and stepping into your power. I had a coach that told me, you know, you need to step into your power. Like you just, and I understood it, but yeah, you have to just go within and, and really connect with who you are and just rock it. Like be who you are. Perfect. Perfect. They're always perfect to end that way. (laughs) <laughs> this was, was super fun thanks yeah this was wonderful I always enjoy speaking with you I love everything that you're doing and the twists and turns that have brought you to where you're at now and the mastermind is going to be absolutely fantastic I can't wait to hear everything about it yeah I'm so excited about it it starts May 1st, May 1st. Uh, and yes so it's a three-month program for any of those out there who are interested Um, it's going to be super, super amazing. Awesome. Cool. So cool. Thank you so much, Nicole. This was incredible as always. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode, and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.